continuing our series on the 2021 Pediatric Surgery Update course. Today we're going to talk about one of our favorite sessions. It's on a topic that has gained some increased interest lately, but the unfortunate truth is it's been a problem for years. We're talking about DEI, or diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're going to hear about it from an expert, Dr. Mira Kodigal. She's a pediatric surgeon at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center, and she might surprise you with some of the data that she's going to present. And while this is not a new topic, it's still a challenging one. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I think um, this is a challenging topic. I think it's something that we're all grappling with. And I, uh, as people know, has come to some resurgence in the United States over the course of the last year or two years, as this has become something we're talking about a lot. But I think it applies in our setting as well as lots of other settings to think about how do we provide the best care for our patients, um, regardless of where they're from or who they're born to, and how do we think about um, our, our colleagues and how we all work together and, and being inclusive. I hope that got your attention because one of these studies looked at 1.8 million births across Florida from 1992 to 2015. And then I looked at the concordance of the race of the physician and the patient. So what did they find? It turns out that the black children had a 58% reduction in their mortality if their physician was also black. I mean, 58%, that's huge. Why is that? So looking at the same percentage, you know, same populations of newborns, the, you see a, a huge difference in mortality rates between black and white infants, but that you can make a dent in that mortality rate for black infants by treating them with black physicians. And why is this important? This is important for a lot of reasons. It points at implicit bias and the ways in which we approach our patients and think about our patients, but it also points at the, uh, the importance of diversity in our systems and that by having, you know, patients who look like their pr providers who look like their patients, you have an opportunity um, to really allow people to see and understand people who are, are different than, than, than we are. Unfortunately, this is still happening today as we speak. What can we do about it? Well, we're just getting started. But to hear more, here's Dr. Marjorie Arca. She's the Surgeon in Chief of Pediatric Surgery at University of Rochester Medical Center. Between black and um, white moms uh, in the United States, at least the mortality is over 300%. Uh, it's um, it, um, more. Uh, and these are young black women. Um, I mean, you guys know that I'm slightly involved in social media. I mean, I see residents, women residents who are close to, who, who live in a, a health institution who has the ability to, uh, to, to seek care, uh, a prenatal care, and they're still dying. Okay, so if that's not already hard enough to digest, here's another study that looked at 170,000 healthy kids who underwent normal procedures, and then it looked at the 30-day mortality, complication rate, and adverse events like cardiac arrest or sepsis. And you guessed it, the children who are more prone to all three, they're African-American children. They found that African-American children had increased odds of all three in our systems. They had a over threefold times higher rate of dying after an operation, even though they were healthy. They had an 18% greater odds of having a post-op complication and a 7% greater odds of serious adverse events. And these were in otherwise healthy kids who were having routine 
operations within our system. So really problematic data um, that obviously suggests underlying uh, challenges within our systems and the ways in which we prevent, uh, present and care for patients. So like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it seems like DEI is such a hot topic right now. And it might seem like there's an increase in diversity in, in both the physician population as well as the patient population. But the fact of the matter is there is still a fair amount of data to suggest that a lack of diversity in the medical field is still a big problem. I mean, this is not new. This has been um, available uh, information for decades. That's Dr. Vic Garcia. He's another pediatric surgeon at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. And 20 years ago, uh, Collins from Chicago just demonstrated that uh, a highly educated uh, black woman uh, lawyer um, who will have uh, a higher risk of dying in childbirth than um, a white woman uh, with just about a high school education. Is there another reasonable explanation for this? I feel like we should be doing more. The degree to which this problem has been sort of woven into the fabric of our society. And it's, I think that we can do things locally. And, and so we can start with a microcosm of, of a department or an institution and begin to work on these things. The next level is to start doing things like working on pipeline. That's Dr. Dan Von Allman. He is the Surgeon-in-Chief at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. On this is beginning to address those things that are beyond the walls of the institution, like the social determinants of health, that, but we, we should not and cannot abdicate some responsibility for addressing those things. So in the middle of all this serious discussion, Dr. Arco wanted to share a story that would lighten things up a little bit. So take a listen. Fonsky, if you go to a level one uh, trauma resuscitation with your mask and your um, and your PPE um, and you start barking orders, people actually think that you're the surgeon uh, who's uh, taking care of these children. Now, having come to another institution where I wasn't known, I was told by an ortho resident that don't I know that when, when uh, people uh, lose blood from a femur fracture, it's not just red cells that they lose that I may be needing to think about plasma. And I looked at him and I was like, yes, I guess you're right. You know, and, yeah. and that, these are the things that, that Dr. Kodigal and I deal with daily. We're the, who's your attending? Or, <laughs> oh, the nurse just walked in. Um, and uh, you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm actually the, their boss. So I feel like this information should make us stop dead in our tracks. But we don't. I mean, these things are called microaggressions. They probably happen all the time. We probably do them to patients and, and other healthcare providers without even noticing. Maybe we can deny it or tell ourselves, no, you know, that can't be, that's not me. But here are some words from Dr. Jose Campos. He's a pediatric surgeon from Santiago, Chile. In, in Chile, um, all male doctors from intern level onwards are called doctor something and all female doctors, no matter how senior they are, they're called senorita. And I don't think I have to translate what senorita means. Wow. It's, it's really difficult. Well, I feel like this session could have gone on for hours. This podcast could keep going because there's so much more to talk about when it comes to DEI. But I think that anyone, when they get this information, they should stop, take a step back and 
reevaluate, reflect on yourself. But how do we do that? Well, here's Dr. Ronnie Sullins. She's a pediatric surgeon out at UCLA. What am I doing and what can I do better? And what I have to be aware of my own implicit biases because that's the whole reason that they're implicit. We don't know that we're doing them until until you discover or until somebody has, you know, the the wherewithal to tell you that you're doing something wrong. It's impossible to completely be without bias. But the first thing you can do if you're looking for something to do is to go to the Harvard website and take the implicit association test. We started the session out with a goal of talking about DEI and in doing so we talked about implicit bias, racial concordance. I mean, DEI is just so much more complex than I had thought. Recognizing that we all have biases and, and really trying to understand them for ourselves and, and not being defensive when someone says there's bias in that because we all have bias. We know that we all have bias. And so the question is, what are your biases and how do they affect what you do? The second thing is that um, there's been some discussion around the, what people are calling, you know, the health disparities industrial complex, which is there are a million papers written about health, uh, health disparities. And so I would push everyone to say, as you're thinking about this work, as you, as you live in this space, you know, what are you doing about it? So let's not just settle to talk about it, but let's figure out what the system level changes are that make a difference and change the outcome. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much, Dr. Mir Kodigal. This topic is so hard to hear, but I think it's one of the most important ones that we talk about. So if you like this episode, leave us a comment, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, or you're watching this on YouTube, let us know what you think. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to download the Stay Current Pediatric Surgery app. It's in the Apple App Store. It's in the Google Play Store. But until next time, I'm Rod from Cincinnati Children's. And remember, knowledge should be free.